planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome to episode 353 of the Everblack podcast with my guest Tobias Samet from Avantasia, who will be releasing his new album Moonglow on February 15. And uh, he will also be heading down under for two exclusive shows this May, Sunday the 12th at the Metro Theatre in Sydney and Tuesday, May 14 in Melbourne. Tickets are on sale now through Avantasia.com. Get them now as it's uh, going to be a huge production. It's just going to be insane. He's also bringing a full cast with him and uh, he's going to hear all the hit songs. It's something we just don't get here in Australia, so it's going to be something worth everyone's while getting out there and uh, experiencing the metal opera. Toby is one of my favourite people on the planet, actually, to talk to, and uh, the new Moonglow album is just epic. It's just huge. So many layers and... Uh, all the guests, uh, just go check it out. Coming out through Nuclear Blast Records on February 15. All right, before we go into my chat with Toby, I uh, just have to mention that this episode is brought to you by Blacklight Art and Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. They've done all our shirts, hats, Forever Black Media, and uh, they've got such a quick turnaround. I highly recommend checking these guys out. Big shout-out to uh, the guys. I love your work. Thank you for your continued support. Check them out at www.blacklightad.com.au. show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, all the promo you need for your band or business. Go check them out at rwpromotion.com.au. All right, so here is episode 353 of the Ever Black Podcast with Toby Summit from Avantasia. Enjoy. Toby, how you been, man? I'm great. I'm great. I'm talking a lot these days, but you know that's not my that's not a problem for me. <laughs> you know, I got a reputation of being the, the last Ulrich of Germany. Yeah, I can I, I I can talk a lot, and I have to these days. But I'm doing I'm doing great. Doing interviews for a new album. That's a great reason to be talkative. And uh, yeah, I'm happy with the album. And that's just five weeks to go, and then we're gonna unleash the beast. I'm happy with the album as well. <laughs> as a fan, that's that's great. So we're two already. Let's yeah. spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we're. Uh, that's what it's all about. But I will say, in regards to saying, uh, you know, you love talking, mate. This is probably I don't know third or fourth time that we've spoken over the years. And let's say you are still in my top ten people to talk music with. You're always a pleasure, oh, that's, mate. That's- Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I don't know when, when did we, I think for the last album I didn't do interviews for Australia. It must have been then, it must have been 2.13 or 2.14, something like that last time we spoke. Was yeah, it? yeah. I suppose, you know, yeah, it was, it's going back a while, but it has been a little while. So it is good to catch up with you though. <laughs> when I was, when I was young and even more talkative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Well, of course, man, you, you have to get pretty damn busy, as you mentioned, uh, the new Avantasia album, Moon Glows, out on February 15, and uh, I, I'm digging it. I think it's just phenomenal. And uh, you've definitely upped the stakes with this, with its production layers and songwriting, but 
in saying that, with all the layers and stuff like that, have you, do you set yourself a limit and say that's that'll do, that'll do? Um, no, not not consciously. It's not that I have to. You know, I've been in this for 27 years, and I know that you have to let go at a certain point. Um, and I don't have to force myself. You know, I know when a song is good. Um, mm. And I know when a song has everything it needs. I won't stop before the song is finished because I'm not lazy and I want to do my very, very best. But at some point you can say, okay, we could adjust things and then it would be different. But would it be better? Nobody can tell. I'm happy with it. Let's go. Fuck. Go to the next song. <laughs> you know. <That's>, uh, <laughs> so sometimes you have to be very pragmatic about these things. And I think you learn to do that when you've been in charge of I mean, I've, I've written and produced like 18 albums now, and yeah. I think after a while, you, you subconsciously you learn what to do. It's it's much more difficult when you do your second album. It's much more difficult to let go. Well, it's not really more difficult because the budget will tell you when it's when it's finished. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but um, and when you're you know. Um, but at my po the point in my life where I am right now, if I would work until the budget is finished, this album wouldn't come out even before 2028. <laughs> no, seriously. Just, just, no, just kidding. I mean, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's just you, you subconsciously know when a song is done and then you just finish it. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, because it's just layers and layers. I was cranking it on the way to work today and just uh, on the second listen, little things kept popping out. You put a hell of a lot of work into it, man. I'm I'm really really impressed with it. And of course, the single, um, the Raven's Child, um, that clocks in at 11 minutes, making it the longest on the album. And it's also the single. I mean, you don't really you don't really see bands releasing 11 minute singles these days, hey? No, but you know, it didn't really. Of course, the record company they were a little bit confused, but that's great. I mean. Rock music is about hedonism, and what's better than confusing your business partners? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it was, to be honest with you, they said, okay, it's a little bit long, it won't get radio airplay. And I said, okay, we've been working together for about 16 years or 15 mm. years. When was the last time you had a huge radio hit on commercial dance, disco radio with Avantasia or Edgar? And they were thinking, said, mm, let me think, we never had that. And I said, see? So, what do we care about? It should be a great song. Amtasia has been away from the scene for three years now. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the first sign of life of the new album. Let's do something that is representative for the album. Let's give people what I think is, is representing the album. Instead of editing a song to a three-minute radio format song. And radio is not going to play it anyway. It's going to be just mm -hmm. on the internet and people are going to say, oh, what is Avantasia about? Is it three-minute hit singles now? Um, no. Avantasia is about exactly what Ravenchild gives you an idea of. And uh, and I did it for the fans. And I thought, our fans can handle an 11-minute song. Because Absolutely. when we go on tour, in two, two months, the, our tour, two and a half months, our tour kicks off. And we are putting the set list together right now. And we're going to play over three hours. And I found out that we have some of our biggest songs, and I mean biggest in terms of response, not the duration of the song. Some of our big hits, in quotation marks, are the, the long songs, and it's really hard for me for a live show. We had to make sure, okay, we had to, 
we had to decide between certain songs and had had to make a decision between certain long songs because there's so many of them. You know, mm. there's our biggest songs, The Mystery of Time, Let the Storm Descend Upon You, The Scarecrow, um, you name it. Uh, on this new album, two songs over ten minutes. So, in other words, our fans are used to long songs, and that's what we what we gave them, a long song. Because three minutes may be a good idea, a good teaser, but then 12 minutes is four times as good, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and it works. I mean, hey, look, it worked for uh, Queen, right? Remember? <laughs> you know, we've all seen it. Yeah, but you know, that's the, but that's, that's the excuse that, that record companies hate that comparison because every band that comes up with a, with a, with a single that doesn't fit into the radio format mm -hmm. or into any format, Every band always uses Queen as the blueprint for an excuse. If you go to a record company and you release a six minutes, you have a six minute jazz anthem, you know, and or whatever, you know, uh, chromatic and progressive and no straight four, uh, four on the floor beat in the whole song. Mm. And the record company will tell you that doesn't work. Every band will always say, oh, but Queen. This <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, and you know it worked. Yes, of course, but that's been 40 years ago, and it's not an excuse for every way you screw up as a band. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it works, man. It works. And uh, of course, I did read that you mentioned that you've compared the album. It's got a bit of a Tim Burton eeriness, which I, I definitely hear. I'm guessing you're a Danny Elfman fan as well. Absolutely. I, I love Danny Elfman. I especially like uh, the Corpse Bride soundtrack and also the Edward Scissorhands soundtrack is great. And you can hear a little uh, um, reference at, at Danny Elfman, um, so to speak, a, a, a tribute or whatever you call it, in that one song, um, uh, Invincible, the ballad with Jeff Tate. After the, the first chorus, the, uh, the little... The little um, uh, I don't know what it's called in English, but the little uh, Glockenspiel, we say in Germany. I don't know what it's called. Um, that, that's a typical Danny Elfman part, and I think it happened subconsciously, but later on I found out maybe that's an, a subconscious tribute to Danny Elfman. I like, I like a lot about, I mean, many things about Tim Burton I can relate to, because he also, he is... He is, uh, he's very good at embracing the beauty of the grotesque, the beauty of at second sight, mm. the, the, you know, the underdog. It's always stories about people who cannot cope with, uh, characters who have a hard time coping with expectations of the mainstream, of the beautiful world of the bold and the beautiful that surrounds mm. them and people who want to escape that and they see something beautiful and something that the the uh, the main the mainstream considers to be abnormal and i think there's nothing wrong with with you know embracing something abnormal as long as you don't hurt anybody and um it's just our our world if you look around you're surrounded by people who want to tell others how to be and how to behave, and wh what the do's and the don'ts are, and, you know, and that goes way beyond rules of social life to, 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 be, to get along with each other. 
that really is an invasion invasion of uh, of the, the privacy of the of the personal way of life of the personal conviction mm. and i feel i've always felt that as a kid and as a teenager i've always felt like i want to do this and people said no you can't do that because people don't do that and i said that's beautiful no it's not it's it's not beautiful it's 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 grotesque and it's bizarre and you, I want to learn this job. I want to become a musician. No, no, no. You can't become a musician. People don't don't do that. Uh, you have to work in a bank or in an office, or you can be a lawyer or teacher, but you can't be. Why not? Paul Stanley is not an, a lawyer, you know. <laughs> uh, and these things, um, these things, I think, and it, it went on. I escaped into the music world, mm. and it it. It went on like that. Uh, you do one album, you do two albums, all of a sudden you're successful. And when, once you're successful, people want you to repeat your formula of success. And the, all of a sudden there's expectations again. There's the record label, there is the public, there is uh, the press. You know, Of course they cannot tell you what to do, but it will have an influence if you are an insecure character. And if the press says, oh, that's terribly bad, and if they ridicule you and you are insecure, it will subconsciously have an impact on you. You have to be really, really, really aware of yourself and your conviction and uh, of the fact that the world around is not allowed to manipulate you so you can try to keep a clear head and fight for your vision. And that was also, that's why the album deals with all those topics, even though it's a conceptual album and a fantastic mm -hmm. story in a way, or a fantastic environment and concept. It deals with my personal thoughts because after I did Ghost Lights and I did the tour, I came home and I felt everybody knew exactly what I was supposed to do next. Only I didn't know. I, mm. All I knew was, hey, people, I've just released 17 albums. I've written 17 albums, produced them. I managed two bands. I'm uh, touring the world. I've done 10 world tours in, in, in 12 or 13 years. I said, like, this is, I, I work a lot and I set that pace and everybody expects me to keep that pace until yeah. I die. I won't do it. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. Maybe I'm going to do a solo album. Maybe I'm going to be a mountaineer. Maybe I'm going to be, uh, a, well, not a professional football player, but <laughs> I'm too old for that. And I'm too slow, I'm afraid. But um, and my technique is not that good as well. But, <laughs> well, I'm simply a crap football player. Let's put it that way. So, But anyway, I could, I could pursue other things as well. And... Yeah. Um, and it's it's my choice. I didn't want. I was afraid of becoming, um, of becoming forced to stop following my conviction, but living someone else's dreams and expectations. Yeah. And yeah, wow, that's that's been a long answer. It was about Danny Elfman, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense. It makes sense. You know. You know, whatever you do next, that this this album, it's it's got a lot of heart and it's very honest and that's that's why it is one of my favorites um i, I definitely love this album but um i was going to ask you uh about your tour of course i mean you're going to be bringing the tour down to australia finally you're going to be hitting mm -hmm. sydney and melbourne um which is going to be insane that's in may how do you prepare 
on top of that, with the album cycle, everything like that, getting everything ready and then preparing to come all the way down to a country like Australia. How how do you go about preparing that? Um, I I I work with with amazing people, and with absolute professionals, and and uh, I have a, a a musical director who sets things up for me. I have a great crew. They are putting the show together right now. I get asked about everything, and I can give my two cents, and I can make the decisions, which is great. Uh, so I can say, no, I want to play this song, or we want to do that, or why don't we try that? But I have pe- I'm surrounded by people who are who make sure it all works, and that's uh, that's always that's always very important, you know, to to be surrounded by people who are who are good and strong. And if you're a strong person, you won't be afraid of surrounding yourself with. Oh, well, let's mm. put it this way: it's some people mistake being strong uh, or some people feel stronger when they surround themselves with with people well who are not as strong um, mm. just because they're afraid they want to put other people down or even tell them to to not do certain things you know and if you want to grow you have to surround yourself with people that you can learn from and with great people and you have to give those people credit and you have to you have to let everybody know that they are great people and I work with the best people and uh, everybody who's going to be on tour they're all professionals they're all the crew they will set up everything they're preparing it right now the production management Sasha is my musical director while I am absent doing promotion he's going to make sure that the instrumentalists know their stuff and then the singers I work with I mean there's Jeff Tate of Queensryche he's done world tours for so many years. He's an absolute pro. That's Eric Martin of Mr. Big. He had a number one hit in 20 countries or whatever. He knows exactly what to do. He's a professional. Bob Catley of Magnum. Ronnie Atkins of The Pretty Mates. Jorn Landy. Um, uh, Oli Hartmann. Uh, Herbie Langhans. They're all professionals and they all know exactly how to prepare. So I think it's all a matter of organization and, and time management. And um, yeah, and we'll be good, and we'll be well prepared. Thanks again for uh, taking the time to talk to us. It's always an absolute pleasure, mate. And uh, I look forward to talking uh, in the near future, bro. Talk to you, and thank you for spreading the word. Thank you. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. 